This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Week in Culture, episode 352. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. One Half of the Culture. And y'all know what it is when y'all hear that can crack, even though I ain't got it. That still mean your man back. And I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything. And I know what you're thinking. Finally. My favorite podcast is spending time with me. What's popping? And this week, we are back to review episode seven of Lawman Bass Reeves, currently streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Before we get to that, want to thank the listeners, the supporters, everybody fucking with us week to week. Um, want to say a big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. Hit us up at patreon.com backslash This Week in Culture and press that subscribe button. Get whatever tier you can afford, man. I know it's the holiday season, so we really appreciate y'all tapping in. Um, yo, man, penultimate episode of Bass Reeves. Uh, we got one more left, man, but it finally looked like he about to go after Mr. Sundown, a.k.a. Esau Pierce, bro. Yeah, you think that's, like, from, like, Sundown Towns or something? It could be a thing, man. I'm like, I don't know if they just getting crafty with the wording. Like, if they was in the writer's room, like, yo, we need to create a villain. What else would be scarier to black folks now? who probably recently or even, you know, for the last however many years knew about Sundown Towns, than to name a slave catcher, Mr. Sundown. <laughs> like, it's kind of hard, but I'm also like, they might have just said, like, fuck it, nigga. When the sun go down, niggas come up missing. <laughs> like, it could have been that deep or it could have been very fucking like, eh, we just came up with a word, nigga. But um, I think... It took a few too many up, ep- maybe like two too many episodes to get him here. Cause like you could see it was maybe around episode five where they started turning this corner. Um, or shit, it might even been four where we first heard of Mr. Sundown. So it was four where we heard about him, and then five where you knew like, okay, he finna start going after whoever this is. But episode five, six, and seven has been their best three. Uh, One thousand haven't missed boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Because it's centered around a plot. When we, you remember when we first, uh, we did the episodes one and two review because they dropped them at the same time. When we review and then three, uh, when we did those, we were still trying to figure out like, okay, but what's the show going to be about? You know what I'm saying? And five through seven, you could start to see. One, we started to learn who Mr. Sundown was, but also that it was a character we was already familiar with, right? Esau Pierce, we met on episode one. We just didn't really know how he was going to come back around. And then it's like, they brought the story together. I just think it took like one too many to get here, dog. Yeah, I think what it really changed is when they stayed in the same time, period. Mm. When we stopped jumping around and we got used to characters and yeah. what was going on, the lay of the land, so to speak, I do, because it's funny you say that, because in this episode, they jump forward, jump back, jump forward. It was only six weeks, but the way that they did it, I was like, damn, why y'all ain't kind of figure out an artistic way to do the time jumps in the earlier episodes? Because in this one, it worked, right? Um, When the episode started. I remember I said that a couple weeks ago. Like, now I was like, now I understand why shows do that. Back in the day, flash, 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 back and forth. Because, yeah. like, you know my love for This Is Us. Yeah, facts. The entire series is a jump back and forth, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. So it's, it never gets stale, never gets stagnant. You can always maneuver. I'm like, yeah. okay. And I'm not a 
and I, I think our audience knows this, I'm not an unsophisticated TV watcher. So if it's difficult for me, or not even difficult, but if if I feel like a time jump is maybe affecting the story or the storytelling in a negative way, I really mean that, dog. And, like, in this episode, like, it was very helpful for them to just flat out sprawl six weeks earlier. Right on it. Like, that helped. I don't always need it spelled out, but sometimes the way you're trying to tell the story, make it easy on the viewer, dog. And I, I think this episode did a really strong job at that. Yeah, like, watching television, if I notice anything, it's a distraction. Mm. Like, if you had a party or wedding, or anniversary party, if you don't notice the DJ, it's a good DJ. Yeah. But when you notice, like, yo, what did he just play? Well, you know why that is. Because usually the thing you notice is something that makes you go, yo, what the fuck was that? And in a show... Like, why is it quiet right now? Yeah. In a TV show, or a movie, or whatever, (laughs) what the fuck is that is never a good thing, dog. Like, what the fuck just happened? That's never a good reaction, dog. That's only been a good reaction for one person. That Nardo Wick. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, that's what he said. There's man in them. The fuck was that? The fuck was that? Like, why y'all knocked that boy out? Um, yo, at the beginning of the episode, so they did, they did the TV thing on the trailer for last week when they showed the part where my man rides up on him while he in his barn and asks him if he has it or if he want to say his goodbyes. The way they made that look in the trailer. I was like, yo, I wonder if dog about to try to get that fucking bounty on this nigga. Like, it, in the trailer, they filmed that in, like, a very, like, oh, shit, is he flipping? You know what I also, I think we both just totally forgot. Mm. That nigga a U.S. Marshal, too. And he's also black. Yeah. So it's not just Bass Reeves yeah. by himself. No, so he's, um, he's whatever Tonto is. He that. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, because at, uh, at the hanging... When Bass was talking to him, whatever, two weeks ago or last week, whenever that was, um, Bass said to him, if only I had a posse man as good as you. Yeah, that's what he said. Um, so that so he he Tonto, but like next level though. And uh I thought he had a badge. Shit, I don't know. He might shit. Fucking around with Bass Reeves, he might have got promoted out this motherfucker. But uh it's wild cause when I thought that he was running up on him in the trailer. When you ask a nigga if they want to say their goodbyes, I think you finna respectfully kill a motherfucker. So in the trailer, the way that they filmed it and, and showed that clip, I thought Dog was coming for the fucking bounty. He black back then. He needs some cheese, Dog. Um, but then to see that right at the top of the episode and he was coming up to arrest him, well, shit, he got to be a marshal because he came by himself. So you for sure ain't a posse man no more, even if that's what you were. Um, but when he came up to arrest him, dog, what did you think Bass had done? Killed the white man. Yeah. I, I, they really made this all the way through that, um, that scene in court before we flash back to six weeks earlier. The whole episodes, he's having these, like, visions and, like, hearing – all the shit dogged and said to him, dog. And I'm like, oh, he killed uh, Sundown. I was not mad, but, like, I'm upset that he, he got to you this much. Man. Because last week's episode, at the end, he was fucking with him, right? Yeah. yeah. All the different visions and everything. I didn't expect it to carry over to damn near the entire episode this yeah. this, this week. Same. Um, But you know what, I, what made me 
I'll use the word upset. Not just that he got to him, but bro, you had him in front of you. Like y'all was right there. Like I know you was switching off a prisoner and all that shit, but if it was going to fuck, I don't think it fucked with him. Let me backtrack that. It fucked with him when he killed his son, Lil Curtis, Lil Native American kid in episode two. But then over the years, he kind of put the, he, he got calloused around that, right? Then it re-fucked with me when I found out you killed my dog, who I was just supposed to be. I knew he was going to get hung, but when I found out that you turned his boots in, because you really that nigga that I keep hearing these fables about, okay, now I got to come after you, dog. Because um, it was almost like you opened up the wound of when you killed my son in episode two by killing my man. Dog. And you talked to me about it, too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do that to him. So it's, it's funny, too, because when you listen to... I go back to that episode, episode five, when he dropped uh, Trice off to him. Every single thing Esau Pierce says to him is some coded language, dog. And all that coded language was playing this episode. So, like, the flashbacks were, or not the flat, like the visions and, and hearing him, they were a little hard to follow initially because I wasn't like, why? I was doing something while watching. But when I sat down and watched this shit, I was like, yo, he really been telling Bass Reeves from the beginning. Everything. Everything. And the main thing that's fucking with him is the fact that he telling them, you just like me, bro. First thing I said when I saw you. Come on. You, you a just wolf. Like me. You a wolf. Yo, he scalped a nigga. That's not even your tactic. <laughs> yo, you scalped a nigga mid-war. Like, bro, it's a whole... Army of niggas around you that you still need to fight, and you took the time to stop, pull your knife out, and scalp a motherfucker, dog. This is going to look like the Indians did it. Mm-hmm. Which is wild, because then you went and killed the damn Indian. <laughs> what is wrong with you, bro? <laughs> nigga, you love a style. Loving a scalping style is kind of wild. It's crazy. Um, the top of the episode, when he went to court, you could hear the disappointment in the judge voice. And so I really thought, but I'm like, here's the only thing that this episode had going for me, right? I never necessarily knew if Bass Reeves had been arrested. Right. But I knew he didn't spend the rest of his life in jail. So I'm like, he either going to go to jail and get off on I, some weird shit. I legit thought he was guilty. Yeah. He was getting a guilty verdict. But then when I saw what happened, I didn't really think he was guilty or nothing. I'm with the jury on that one. Dog reach. Cops well, today will tell you. He also let a prisoner go. I was wondering why he wasn't immediately under arrest. Like, Bass had the joint drawn on him, but I'm like, nigga, put him in cuffs, bro. He didn't have to shoot him, though. He didn't have to. But once you reach. Yeah, but he kind of reached before. Like, I got a gun, my nigga, yeah. what's up? But, like, Tonto... Y'all niggas talking about we got to get our story together. Ain't nobody see y'all. What are y'all talking bro, about? Bro, y'all already know on this pod, I am still hurt that I was not old enough to commit crimes in the 80s or even in the 70s. So definitely not in the fucking late 1800s, nigga, because it wasn't nobody out there, bruh. Y'all didn't even have to bring him back. Hey, he let our prisoner go and he took off. Boom. It was a woman. Maybe he went to fuck. Why dog looks so much like Anthony Hamilton? 
crusty beard and all. Bothered my spirit that he looked that much like that man, dog. Also, like, why'd you come on this trip? So when he when he said, yo, got us a new cook, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, who told you we need a I'm cook? Like, How long we going to be gone, my nigga? Bro, we can what is it, cans of beans or some shit? Like, we can cook that on our own, bro. All we need is a fire and a fucking can of beans. Like, we'll be fine, bro. Um, Yo, when did they start making, like, sandwiches and shit? I don't know, man. Like, because Jenny ain't packed that man a lunch yet, bro. Like. That's crazy. I get that it ain't no Ziplocs, but goddamn, nigga, put me some in a knapsack. Pillowcase. Something. Niggas ain't bring no cookies. No. <laughs> like they was baking cookies. Okay, I'm sure they was baking. No, no, cookies. no. They 100 percent had brownies and cookies out that motherfucker. Niggas was getting cake. They was making. I don't know what else they might have been making. Y'all keep telling me everything on fucking Thanksgiving and Christmas is slave food. So they was making dressing yams. Like make me something to eat, bro. You keep getting mad. I'm going out there because I'm fucking hungry. I'll be honest, dog. This is going to sound really insensitive, but as far as slavery is going, is, is going, like, if I had Thanksgiving dinner every time fucking out, time night. Out, time <laughs> out. Yo, any <laughs> sentence that starts with as far as slavery goes. <laughs> Yo, Thanksgiving dinner every night is fired. It was like, like, turkey every night is nothing... That I can respond with That's not finna make this worse <laughs> Cause I'm like I know how ignorant this is I No 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 But <laughs> Mac and cheese man, You know a black man Bro I randomly A black man made mac and cheese Like created it A black man in uh, Europe He was a slave actually Oh shit And He was a chef And He got What's so fucked up is he created the meal. It came based off another, like a like a, a macaroni pie or some shit. Yeah, that's what they was doing in uh in the UK and whatever they was doing, they stole from Italy. And basically, what we now know as macaroni and cheese, he he, he, he made it. Yeah, he fucked he he fucked around, got it, taught his little brother it thing. He ended up getting free and died. Oh shit! Um, and then his little brother. End up making it for whoever the king or the queen do the king dude name is. I can't think of it right now. And like he made macaroni and cheese pop. Mm. He fed it to whatever this king. He was like, "Oh yeah, this is now called mac and cheese for you niggas." Yeah. And um, I'm like, "Oh shit, this this is it's black. It's a it's it's us." Yeah. So, I mean, one thing we've consistently done throughout history is take something that was mid and make it great. Right. Big fat. Um, cause whatever they was doing in Italy with the mac and the cheese, the noodles and the cheese, I'm sure that was cool for them. Then whatever the UK people stole and turned into a fucking pie, cause mincemeat pie, fucking noodle cheese pie, whatever they was making, I'm sure that was cool for y'all. But when black people get it, now you got some shit that's finna be the greatest fucking part of your meal every time somebody make it right, nigga. Hell yeah, here it go. Yeah. The history. A mac and cheese. A black mac and cheese. Crazy. Yeah. We take shit and we, we remix it till it's better. So it's a, a a page called One Mike History. It's a black dude. He just basically tells stories on YouTube That's about. an Instagram page too, ain't it? 
I'm not sure. I'm pretty like sure I'm, you. If I would have an Instagram page, if that's my YouTube page for sure. Let me. Yep. So I'm like, I, I follow them. Yeah. Yep. And that's dog, and it be all kind of shit on there. Yeah. Okay. Salute. I ain't no dog had a uh, um YouTube page. I'm gonna go fuck with that. It's ten minutes. Yeah. But if y'all uh YouTube the history of black mac and cheese, yeah, it comes up. It's a, it's a very interesting story. Oh, and that's dog. Okay, very, very Isaac Hayes looking. He he looked like he sound, <laughs> and I don't even mean that like in no, a bad. No. He just looked like how he sound. Yeah, hey, shout out to uh to one Mike underscore history on the gram, uh and one Mike history on YouTube. Man, go fuck with that page, dog. Some dope content up there. Yeah, no, that's some dope content right there too, man. Excellent content. Oh shit, that got crazy. I looked a little weird in that midsection. <laughs> Like what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> or the above midsection? What is that? That don't look right, do it? Might be a thing. No, it ain't nothing. No, I don't know. <laughs> let's explore. It's AI. No. <laughs> let's, let's explore. Oh wait, that's the same person. Uh, this is AI person. Nope. The face look like what's the girl that um. That used to be with fifty. I mean, used to be with Floyd and uh, Miss Jackson. That's who. Her oh face like. shit! It's, yeah. I don't know. That's her. No, but I, that's the eyes and the brows. I can see that, which is every eye and brow. Yeah, so. yeah. You know what's crazy? That like eyes and brows look like eyes and brows, but everybody eyes and brows don't look the same. <laughs> like it's the same shit, but you could literally cut off the rest of a motherfucking face, and it don't really look like the same person. Dog, it's crazy. Um. We got a voice note uh, from the guy, third member of the pod, Rob Silverman. Rob, you already know we appreciate you sending in them Bass Reeves voice notes, man. Uh, Rob, I also listened to the, um, your pod um, on the Debbie Haney fight. The night of the fight. Yo, that's crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to sleep that night. Well, I took a nap before the fight. So I was up to like 6 o'clock in the morning. Rob dropped a podcast about the fight, <laughs> nigga, two hours after the fight. Rob. It was up, and I listened to it about 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, so you know we used to we used to laugh when Rob was sending them voice notes and it's like oh shit it sound like he in the bathroom and shit. I think Rob has a podcast set up in every room in his crib, so that makes sense. Charlie Cups, guess what room I'm no, in? No, guess what room he recording in? Literally because Rob uploads. So let me tell you about the Devin Haney fight. It's funny you mentioned it. I forgot that he fought that night. You know when I fucking noticed that he fought when Rob posted the damn tweet about the podcast. I was like, dog, what, nigga? I was busy doing something. I don't fucking remember what. Devin Haney was still in the club while that podcast was going up. Devin Haney was still in the ring. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> like hadn't left yet, dog. Pie like, <laughs> yo, Rob like, yeah, he whooping that boy ass. <laughs> yeah, he, he's still on him. It's round eight. He's still on him. Oh, oh man. See what Rob thought about Bass Reeves. And now that I'm thinking about it, the Bass Reeves fucking uh, voice notes be in like 10 a.m. Sunday. Rob done watched that bitch twice and recorded two episodes of his pod and uh, watched a fight, got into a fight, and took his lady out to eat. Side note, uh, Devin Haynes my guy, dog. And um, I know people don't think he's as good as he, as he is, as he showed this Saturday, but like, he the real deal, dog. Like, 
You have to. Um, now I know. Rob, you a big Shakur Stevenson fan? That's his man. That's my man. Not, it's not happening. You don't think he'll beat him? No, I do not. I don't even think he want to fight him. I don't um, think neither one I want to fight. I think Devin Haney wants to. Now Devin Haney's about to fight the quote unquote boogeyman at one forty. By the way, um, I think he want to fight, and he's offered the fights to a lot of people, and they they do they say everything except let's fight. Mm. Like why Tank ain't fought nobody. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like, Tank, you fought Ryan Garcia. Fought Garcia, and now because he up there and he gets mentioned, um, Eastside Cruz. He got mentioned because he had a, a, a decent... He got, like, he he got about, mentioned because he fought Tank. He talking about they about to run that fight back. Don't nobody want to see that shit? So Cruz lasted the whole 12. I think it'll get stopped if he fight him again. Well, Cruz fought on the Terrence Crawford undercard and looked horrible. Yeah, that was his worst. So I actually was a fan of Cruz like four years ago because he fought one of the most amazing first rounds I've ever seen. He knocked this nigga out three different times, bro. Um, And then started looking back into his fights, and I'm like, oh, he a bully. Like, he reminded me of Tank in a lot of ways, but a little bit more aggressive, if you could believe that. And uh, But he don't got the punching power. When he got the fight with Tank, I'm like, okay, this is not – it's going to be good exposure, but I'm like, this won't be the fight for you because you're not knocking Tank out because you're not as good of a boxer as he is. So you won't, you can't catch him slipping the way you would catch other niggas. But then he showed his chin because he stood in there 12 rounds with Tank. Thanks. But then on that undercard, he looked fucking terrible, dog. He looked like, that it, That did not look like a professional fight because both of them looked terrible. My man was, who was, I think, won the fight. He's very unorthodox style. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I saw him fight. But, like, yeah. it looks like he can fight. No, no, no. But he has a very unorthodox style. But, uh, yeah, man. So, all that to say, I don't need them to fucking run it back. I saw what I needed to see. Tank's a better technical boxer. You have a chin and would probably be a difficult fucking knockout. But you ain't as good of a boxer as the niggas that are at the top of that division. Like, I get it. You probably somewhere in that 8 to 12 if you want to rank a motherfucker. But you ain't one of them, dog. I said Isak Cruz should have fought Ryan Garcia. I actually think a lot of niggas should just go fight Ryan Garcia. I don't know if Ryan Garcia wants to fight any of them niggas, but I think for a lot of them, the exposure that would come, the money. So, like, Shakur, for instance, right? You got to leave New Jersey, bro. You got to leave that area, nigga. You get a Garcia fight, you can fill up a Vegas arena, bro. Can he? Well, Garcia can't. Well, that's what I'm saying. He ain't fill up. He can't sell four thousand tickets, bro. Which is crazy. That's why I'm like, go fight Ryan, bro. Get get people outside of the fucking tri-state to see you fight, bro. Stop taking these Tuesday afternoon ESPN fights, bro. You can go he, get a he real pay-per-view, bro. On Thursday nights and Wednesday nights, it's it's it's, it's incredible. I don't God. understand it. I don't get it. Where uh, where my man at? Uh, Asian dude. Um, fuck. Dog that beat the shit out of uh, God damn it, Anoi. Yeah, where you been at? I need a fight in Japan. <laughs> yeah, like I need, I need I mean, a that, fight though. That was like a month ago though. That that wasn't that long ago, was it? Yeah, when he fought, he fought Cool Boy. Yeah, this was like a month and a half ago. Tops. Damn, that was that recent. Yeah, all right, my bad, Anoi. Don't that, hit me, bro. That was after Crawford and uh Spence. No, it was right before. Okay. It was right before. Oh no, yep. it was a week before. Yep. Yep, yep, you're right, you're right. So that was September. Damn. All right, yeah. All right, I guess you ain't have to fight three months later. 
My nigga, he got him number two on pound for pound list. Why for silly Lomachico still on the pound for pound list? You just you just you just lost to Devin Haney. Every time he lose, he I gets feel on like the they, pound for pound they list. keep him on the pound for pound list because he'll take any fight. So I feel like they just want a nigga there who will be like Lomachico. Yeah, he won't fight. No, <laughs> he will not take any fight. Well, not any fight. He be he a ducker too. He's cat. Man, he he's, duck less though. Cause he got more big fights than like Tank and Haney. He he didn't want to take the Haney fight. I know he ain't want that. He gave up the belt. Yeah, that's not he, like he, he. Nah, I'm not fighting. I'll give you the belt. Like what? Yeah, weird shit. Weird yeah. shit going on in boxing, dog. I miss when niggas just used to fight. Cause the top four niggas at 135 ain't fighting each other, which no, is crazy. No, like. The whole will strip your belt if you ain't defended it. That don't work. These niggas don't care about losing the belt, bro. Last time, did we move the fuck off? The IBF stripped Terrence Crawford already of the belt he just won in September. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Earl Spence had that belt and didn't fight for damn near two years, yeah. and they didn't strip him. Shit, didn't Haney give up a belt before he fought and then won a belt? I feel like he gave up belts or was supposed to or some shit. No. He won the belt. They, so the thing with Devin Haney, initially he was calling him an email champion mm-hmm. because Lomachenko wouldn't fight him, so he gave up the belt and he ended up winning a bit, winning the corner, the first belt that way. He defended it, boom, boom. Then Tio fought Lomo, beat Lomo. Uh, then um, Cambelso beat Tio, and then. Dan, Devin Haney oh, no. beat Kim Elso. This is what I meant. He vacated his lightweight belts. Oh, right. Before we yeah, went right before, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and that's but I'm technicality, but it's like, damn, nigga, <laughs> like I'm under. I mean, I I, I, I under. I ran through the division and with who I could, and he been there since uh, his whole career was at one thirty five. Yeah, facts. I'm twenty five. I'm twenty six years old now. I I can't keep making weight. He tried to fight Keith Thurman. So Keith Thurman got on television, I mean, got on the joint, was like talking to Bill Handy, like, yo, you can send me the, nigga, we'll fight, send me the contract. He sent him a contract. They got on the phone, mm-hmm. worked out the exact amount, the split, they was going to get the whole nine yards. Two hours later, he called him back and said, I'm not, I'm not fighting. <laughs> like, damn. Boxing is weird, man. Yeah, it's weird. Too political now, dog. Rob, I want you... To figure out how to take over, like, all boxing. Like, you would run this shit better than everybody, nigga. Rob should at least be somebody manager. You know what I think I'm, I want to do? Mm. So, like, um, I forget what the app is called. But you know how you broadcast basketball games, football games? There's an app yeah. that let regular people uh, broadcast games. And you can go on there and basically choose who you want to hear. Yeah. Narrate the baseball game, basketball game, mm. boxing joint. Um, I, don't, I think that'd be a decent a decent thing, like um, yeah, right. calling a fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought about going to to doing a school to be like a referee here in Michigan or a judge. I I think I'd rather be a referee, um, because like I think I'd be a good ref. Yeah, I get to see really good fights really close up in action, and um, I don't know either a judge or a ref like here in Michigan. I refed. One karate tournament in my life when I was 17. And I went to go break it up because I know this dude had got injured. And the person he was fighting either didn't know, 
didn't show or didn't give a fuck that dog got injured because he swung another kick and dog kicked me dead in my stomach. Like, unblocked. Like, I was legit, like, just walking, nigga, and caught one to the stomach and had to pretend it didn't hurt because yeah. I was supposed to be helping other dogs. Big facts. I, so, I, I got a un, yeah. I got punched in the stomach and without holding your stomach. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't and, tight. No. Yeah. I, I've, I've been there and acted like I didn't yeah. do it. But yeah. <laughs> they heard that. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I had nothing. I had, and look, like, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm literally like, <laughs> Cause I couldn't say time out, dog. Like, cause you gotta send a nigga to that corner. They supposed to kneel. It's a whole thing you do at the tournament. I couldn't tell him to do none of that shit. I literally just went. All right, back to Bass Reeves. Rob, what up, brother? What's up, fellas? Um, very dark and interesting episode this week on Bass Reeves. Um, you know what? They could be setting up for a second season if the demand for that second season is there. Because with one episode left, I don't think we're taking it to the end of his life. And watching this series so far, I'd be highly invested in a second season. Uh, we will see. Uh, I hope they come back to this because um, David is just killing this role. I mean, at first, I wasn't sure, but the last two episodes, he's been phenomenal. This episode... The dark side came came out of him. Man, I was thrown when he murdered that dude. Um, fellas, do you think, and I think Homeboy had a gun on him, so I'm not sure, but do you think there was a way he could have uh, resolved this situation without having to kill, kill old boy? Um, I'm not surprised that he got away with it, but, um, I mean, he was Judge Donald Sutherland, claimed him not guilty. Oh, by the way, Donald Sutherland with the line of the episode when he talked about how he collected all these gold coins or bars or whatever, gold rocks or whatever, brought it to his father's house, to his house with his father as a little boy, and he told his father, look, look at the fortune I've brought you. And I'm not sure what the direct quote was, but then the father broke up, broke, took a ballot and smashed, the, smashed him to pieces. And then Bass's response, that was a phenomenal dialogue right there. Donald Sullivan, tremendous. Um, Bass Reeves got acquitted. Um, we'll see what happens next. I guess he's going after old boy. I guess he's going to kill old boy next season, next episode. And one last thing, I, like you, uh, fellas, I was shocked when that woman that was with the Reverend all this season was not his wife. I'm like, oh, man, she's the side chick. Anyway, look forward to hearing what you guys say uh, say about the episode. Appreciate you guys. Always peace and blessings. Peace, peace Rob. Rob. Um, Rob brought up a very interesting point at the top of that voice note. So we spoke earlier in the season about the spelling of lawman, right? It's lawman. Colon Bass Reeves So initially we was like Hmm I wonder if They're setting this up to do stories about Various lawmen right And Rob voice note he said yo I hope they bring it back for a second Season and the way that it looked like this Finale is being set up They not taking it to the end of Bass Reeves life They taking it to the end of This chapter right this piece where He having this this back and forth With Esau Pierce with the Sundown man the success of this, because David Oyelowo, as I said on the last pod or maybe last week, 
recently announced a nomination for a Golden Globe, which means he'll get an Emmy announcement. If he wins, it's going to bring some more motherfucking viewers over here. The numbers behind this shit will have been crazy. Well, Paramount Plus wanted to pay an Oscar. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, an Emmy nom. A native or winner, like yes, that's, that's true different. too. That's true too. You're gonna have to pay an Emmy nominated actor on your on your shit. But also, they making him old now. He has yeah, gray in his. He's beard. getting there. He getting like, there. So we seen him barefaced. Yeah, young boy, because he walked through. He walked for two months apparently without a a piece of hair on his face at all. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a five o'clock shadow and then popped out with a, a Yosemite Sam mustache. Yeah, somehow. facts, facts. I say that was the only little continuity thing. I say, I say, <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say <laughs> yo, yeah. Growing up, dog, maybe that's why I like guns so much. <laughs> yo, Yosemite had two of them things on him, like at all time. And you say anything, he was lightning with the blam blam. Yo, Simony Sam uh, was the sundown. <laughs> For sure. Um, but no, Rob, I, I think with the success of the show, because um, they are, I don't know if people know this, but like Bass Reeves has been breaking records at Paramount Plus. Um, it's done amazingly. And it's the first even though it's executive produced by Taylor Sheridan, it's the first non-Taylor Sheridan directed and created show to take off in this way. So I just, I haven't read anything about the numbers or what have you, Mm -hmm. but I also been thinking that everybody who was waiting for the Dutton ranch to the Duttons to come back and like Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. Because this is a Western. Oh, they probably all tapped in. And that's the thing. They knew what they were doing, right? When they marketed it. Executive produced by Taylor Sheridan. Nobody sees EP. Never. You see Taylor Sheridan. I ain't see EP till like episode three. I'm like, oh shit. Um, but the nominations, the views or or streams rather. He also started a new series though. He got a new seen. series coming up. But if it wins, I wouldn't be shocked to Rob's point if they changed course and said, okay, season two, we need to keep this Bass Reeves story going. Cause here's the thing, right? If you continue with Lawman, whatever the next thing is, do you have a story there? You know what I'm saying? That brings audiences. Because Bass Reeves' story is interesting as, as fuck. Because it's like real life, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, I don't I have no idea how loosely yeah. this whatever. But like, is there is there another famous Texas Ranger? Yeah. And Outside like, of outlaw Texas Ranger? And, but then, right? So if you start thinking about, if they're just going like, some of the other because it's lawmen, so it got to be famous and or infamous. So, like, what if the next lawman series that shit is in the nineties or something? Yeah, like it don't nothing says this has to be it, oh oh yeah, it don't have to be a western. It don't have to be some uh, pre nineteen hundred shit, but it does have to be interesting and draw audiences in. And Bass Reeves' story and relatable. It does have to be relatable. And what's wild about Bass Reeves for black people back then? Nothing about this nigga was relatable, <laughs> but it was so it's incredible well, that he was able to do what he did. To be perfectly honest, yeah. this is the generation of slavery, not one generation removed. It is yeah, the generation of slavery. This is a former slave. Ain't nothing relatable to none of y'all. Yeah, You've never had anything to, only thing you comparing everything to 
is captivity. Yeah. So we don't know how to relate because there is no relation. Yeah. The fact that there's even they're trying to talk about building a town. Yeah. It's crazy. Not crazy, but like y'all was in captive. And we also in the era where towns were being built too, right? Um, so salute to the black folks back then for having the forethought to be like, yo, we need to do our own shit. It's wild for us to hear that because that's all we hear, right? That's all I mean, that's all we've been saying. That's since. all motherfuckers our our generation, our era. Ever fucking says we need our own shit. We need our own TV channels, our own award shows, our own radio stations, our own grocery stores. Shout out to our grocery stores. Um, but it's just wild to hear folks back then having that same sort of dialogue. But back then it was so, let me not say simple, but it was so probable, right? Like, yo, we really can't look at this land, dog. Like, there was no, it yo, wasn't. This, we make any size out of wood. Come on, man. <laughs> like, like. And, like, the shit that we'd be doing for ourselves, we just spent 400 years doing for these white folks. Because like, right after slavery and during that Reconstruction, the black people were all the skilled laborers because we're the only, and this is the, on this side of the country. Yeah. Because we're the only one that's been doing the labor, right? Come on, man. So the, some of the, the white folks, we don't know how to do all this stuff because we never had to hire anybody to do it because we had workers right. for us. So and if we you, were the skilled laborers. So If you want to get into... Not just skilled labor, like being in the fields and and cooking and doing all these essentials, agriculture like a motherfucker. But then you can get to hey architecture. Historically, black folks were the first architects. You take that back to the pyramids. All right, nigga, nigga. get out there and build me a a a, a barn. Come on. Well, Come how on. You, man, you ain't even. We can't even count the same way that y'all count. We got bro. our own. <laughs> like it's it's just different. So the fact that we were the only ones doing this shit, it makes it so plausible that we would have had the idea that hey, maybe if we just build a black town for only black folks, we could come together. I got so frustrated this morning what? when um I was on YouTube and I saw a clip from somebody was on Math Pod Math Podcast. Okay, and it was like yo record slate worker industry. Um, is a it's new form of slavery, and I'm just thinking, like, dog, do we have anything else to do an analogy with? Because I promise you, that's not it. I, there is nothing about the record industry, yeah, or a record contract, or you being a rapper that is remotely like slavery. The slavery that happened on this on this continent, yeah, like, it's, it's just not, yeah. Um, and I just really want us like, can we think of anything? It's this is two things that people compare things to, and it's like, it's either stop slavery, or you Hitler. Mm. Like when somebody's mm. really bad, yeah. that's the first. Yeah. To and then if if there is everything else is like, oh, this is slavery, or this it's, is it's wild too, right? Because like, quote American slavery, and um. Adolf Hitler and that regime, easily two of the most insanely unfathomable atrocities on my Stephen A. shit that have ever fucking happened, right? Like, in the world history, 400 years of captivity for a specific race of people is absurd. And the shit that Hitler was doing is motherfucking ridiculous. So then for y'all to be like, yo, and I am in no way a fucking Donald Trump supporter. But to be like, yo, Donald Trump, just like Hitler, 
Nigga, do you know what Hitler did? Or bro? do you know what just like means? Because, like, when people say literally and they don't be talking don't about be literal. Because I'm like, yo, I, I, again, this is Ant, dog. I think nothing good of Donald Trump. But comparing him to one of the worst human beings to ever live, a motherfucker who literally committed genocide for years, so much so that a world war started over this shit. Like, dog, nah. Trump came through, got voted in, did some stupid shit, and got voted out. Like, cool. And not cool, but cool. Hitler, easily one of the worst fucking human beings to ever grace this earth, dog. Like, he's a nigga who I know went directly to hell. Like, no, gasoline draws on, don't press go, don't collect $200. Like, no, Hitler was fucking terrible. And to your point, when motherfuckers talk about, like, Yo, uh, the NBA and NFL, these $40 million slaves. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Let me tell you two words that don't go together. <laughs> million dollars? <laughs> million dollar slaves. Okay, three words. I'm going to tell you them three. Fam, you don't got to be a rapper. Mm-mm. You don't got to be an NFL player. Nope. You don't got to be anything that you don't want to be. Facts. That's automatically makes it different than slavery. I heard... Uh, Baron Davis say he's on a podcast, um, and they asked him, "Would he rather have fifty million dollars, or I think they said fifty million, or an NBA championship?" He said fifty million, nigga. <laughs> Ain't like yo, like no fucking question. Like yes, we play, and the goal is to win a championship every year. But he was like, at the end of the day, that was my job, so I want to be paid for my job. So 50 mil is my payment. Like, the championship is a bonus, dog. We playing for money. fuck is you talking about? If all I cared about is playing the the game, playing the best competition, nigga, y'all be down at the Y. And the the rec games that be better than the NBA Finals type shit. Oh, man, man. Good LA Fitness. Because you can play against the best players in the world inside the NBA, but that game ain't the same game that you would play outside of NBA. I'll put it like this for motherfuckers who say, yo, man, it's all about championship. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, y'all wouldn't do a full season of Olympic style basketball every year. Want to know why? Because you ain't making no money <laughs> playing Olympic style basketball. You playing the best people in the world. You're doing all the shit. Cool. You ain't getting fucking Hundreds of millions of dollars the you way know, you do in the NBA. You know the only people that I think really play the game because they love it mm. and they not getting paid like that? The WNBA. Because <laughs> why is you there? <laughs> Go overseas and play. Like, you must be here for the love because it's not the money, right? Yeah. Like, you can literally like go make fifty grand doing man, damn near anything, man. Uh, versus what y'all doing over like there? You a seven foot woman? <laughs> you can be in a circus. You can be in the call center. <laughs> you can be in a circus. <laughs> like I know some cold girl hoopers. They hoop over the seas. <laughs> over the seas is funny. They hooping over the seas, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> And y'all know what seas? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> y'all know what seas we talking about? <laughs> Korea. <laughs> oh shit! The RSCs. Oh, I knew where you was headed. <laughs> oh shit! That was fucking funny, dog. Uh, yeah, y'all may be in it for the love. <laughs> it ain't for the money. You know who Niggas else make it? Really yo, was in it for the love? LSU was making more money than the, the WNBA. Them niggas from like, like the like Bill Russell era who wasn't Bill Russell. Y'all played for the love. 
Because y'all over the summer went and got a real job. That's crazy. Like, y'all niggas left basketball with Bill Russell and fucking so Will like, Chamberlain. Y'all niggas playing against taxi drivers and plumbers. Nigga, because it ain't no money. <laughs> Bro, I wasn't making no cheese. But guess what I'd rather do, though? During this season, I'd rather go pick up the fucking trash. Come make this $30. Then I'm at the fucking uh, Piggly Wiggly. Like, if you told me that I could make what I made in my job last year, to podcast, man, nigga, I'm in this bitch every day, man. So we damn difference. near in this bitch every day anyway. Facts, so, facts, though. Uh, but I do an eight hour. I mean, I would, I would do a daily show for sure. Yeah, yeah. I um, I've thought about that, right? Like, because for us, you know, five years deep with this potting shit, crazy. coming up on six in February is crazy, crazy. Um, but it's all about evolving, right? Like, you know, what's the, the evolution of this shit, man? And I when I was thinking about y'all's upcoming milestone with Shop Talk, and then I was thinking about how many shows have ever reached the milestone that y'all finna reach and the one that we getting close to reaching, I was thinking like, damn, man, the only shows that have kind of consistently gone into that stratosphere and beyond have been the game shows and the uh, soap operas and all that shit that gets filmed at like 10 episodes a clip every week. And I was like, yo, what if me and Jay just start coming in and doing shorts on y'all, nigga, real quick, little 20 minutes, and just give y'all something every motherfucking day? The Daily, do a... Which was number two? Yeah, on, that on list. the joint. Yeah. Um, I listen to the daily because they drop about a twenty minute pot every single yeah. day. Well produced. And it's like it's shit that I watch, for instance, a show I know we're both uh currently watching, A Murder at the End of the World, right? Yeah. A really good show on FX Hulu. Um a show we could easily pot about, by the way, but it's like, you know, what if we just came in and kinda we talking about the daily? What if we just did like I mean, I would call it a weekly, but our pod is a weekly. But, like, somewhere we just came in this bitch and shot the shit about all the other shit that we be fucking checking out. Because I watch a million shows and or movies. I don't talk about them all. But it's like when you do, like, a little, hey, let's just dedicate 10, 25 minutes to this. What you watched last night? Um, What was that about? No, I'm saying. Like, what you watched last night? Boom. All right. Because I was finna go through the list real quick. I'm like, uh, wait, hold up. What's so crazy? I was I was thinking about yeah. I was thinking about this uh, recently, and um, in my office at the crib, I set up another desk on the other side of the room. Okay, of my desk. So I, yeah, one desk nigga just, and two he just desks. low key stunned on you. Uh, <laughs> you one desk in the room, niggas. <laughs> so I got niggas two. Say, oh y'all ain't only y'all got room for one desk. <laughs> you <laughs> niggas got one desk. I'm like, come on, dog. That nigga said I set up a desk on the other side of the room. His and hers. Uh, his and his. It's like, huh, you know, me and mine. Me and mine only. Uh, but uh, but like that's very easy to do. And when he. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey dog. Hey dog. Yo, hold on. no, it's that face right there, dog. It's that white man bottom lip. Look how he bought <laughs> that motherfucker like Bro. I don't I unfollowed that nigga. Dog. This is the third day one in a row that didn't hit, bro. And these was the ones that was hitting. As soon as you did the as soon as sorry, we, we this is this is an aside. Yeah, uh, sorry y'all. As soon as he did that FanDuel shit, just click here. Oh, yeah. I knew it was up. I knew it was up. Because FanDuel's paying you. Because now you're not losing any money. And you know what else happened? As soon as he start doing that, 
the motherfucking uh, NFL slate went to shit, nigga. You, yeah, yeah, I know what he on. Yeah, that's unfortunate, dog. And uh, it was some nigga on one of his, or some people rather, on one of his videos a couple days ago when he didn't hit. And they were like, bro, you're, because I guess he got like a whole like Discord and like a whole. Yeah. And they was like, bro, your single bets ain't missed in like a month, nigga. Like, why don't you just start telling people like, yo, put your 10 on this, nigga. We just going to build it the long way, dog. Because they like, you ain't missed a single on the Discord in forever. But that shit right there. Because 10 singles, why, why I got to do five? Come on, bro. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's wheezy for it. <laughs> Yo man. I didn't I didn't know I didn't hear about this nigga until Weezy birthday dinner last year. Yo. And Weezy, Sean, and, and D Mary. This is y'all fault. Let's bring back the blame Weezy segment. That's man. that's another one that can go into the dailies. Yo, we do 20 minutes on what you watched last night and then a blame oh, Weezy. Boom. I said all that to say Oh, the double desk. I got a I got a way to do that. And we don't even gotta be in the same place. Yeah. So yeah. like 20 minutes because you're driving Literally, here for get 20, it in. Yeah. Me driving here for 20 minutes is crazy. It's gonna take <laughs> both of us 20 minutes to get here, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So I I got a way to do that. The video be crispy. Yeah. The audio be crispy. And we both be on camera at the same time. Yeah. And back like the whole everything. We can do a daily for sure. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with that, dog. And I feel like and I, f- I, I feel like if we do that on a YouTube. Okay. Because that's a YouTube shit. Yeah. I think we can get paid off that. Because mm. nobody individually has to pay. It's free yeah, for on that. YouTube. Yeah, but we can get, I got you. And, you know, we won't probably won't curse as much. Yeah, we'll keep it clean. In 20 minutes, like, I don't got to say a lot of curse words. No, nah, I can get off a couple. But we can and I don't have that. to say them in the first seven minutes. Yeah. I could save them for the remaining 13 minutes. You piece of shit. <laughs> Um, oh, that's dope. They said he was supposed to be uh, Nick Cannon rolling drumline and shit. I don't know why that got put out. Who was? Uh, Lee Thompson Young. You remember Young Dog? Uh, yeah. Committed suicide, rest in peace, your dog. We didn't know dude back then, so I don't think it was going to work. No, he had a famous Jet Jackson popping. At the same time that drumline was popping? Yeah. Drumline that was, was that like, same era, dog. Fam- and he had just did a, no, what's the football movie with um, Derek Luke? Friday Night Lights. He was in that too. Fam, drumline was like. Like 2000 or 01. It was 21 years ago. Yeah, I know. And that's that's when he was popping. Oh. And then he killed himself. And like, Yikes. shit, 03, 04, something like that. So, yeah, that's when that nigga was popping. Famous Jet Jackson and all that was popping. I feel popping. like he just uh, left us recently. Let me see. Let me, let me, Lee Thompson Young. Um. Oh, okay. So he passed in 2013. Okay. But let me see when Famous Jet Jackson and all that shit was popping. Uh, so Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. Famous Jet Jackson went off in 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Friday Night Lights in 04, Akilah in the B in 06. So when, if, look and, and so see let me what, look up uh, when Drumline. Drumline. Drumline's a great fucking movie. Bro. I love Drumline. And I love um, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana. Like. Absolutely. Uh, Drumline was. 2002. Mm, so, yeah, it, so. it would have lined up, dog. Yeah, that's Nick Cannon Road, though, for sure. Hey, he bodied. He bodied. He did his thing, man. I heard that was supposed to be like the story of Dallas Austin on the low. Oh, shit. I don't know that I ever heard that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Dallas Austin is a very, like. He went to HBCU? 
I, shit, I think he went to like Morris Brown or something. Like I, I somebody said oh, yeah, that yeah. a while ago, and it was like, yo, that was really the, his story on the low. Um, let me see. Dallas Austin went to from Columbus. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I, I like uh, yo, how, we don't really got that black boy went to college movie trope thing no more. Probably because y'all made college feel so evil. Yo, bro, why do people hate college, dog? Like, that shit, it bothers me a little bit because... We've been tricked off the streets. Like, y'all don't have y'all don't, to make y'all that don't, everybody thing. You know bro. how they be like, you know how many people died for you to get the right to vote? Well, you know how many people died to take your, to to go to take your bitch school. ass to college? Like, damn, nigga. And I just, because I'm, I'm all about the whole, like, yo, college ain't for everybody. It ain't. I get that. I'm 100%. Everything ain't for everybody, right? Yeah. Um. So if college or, or additional school or whatever, continued education, if that's not for you, that's totally fine. I don't like when they bash the decision to go to school. You know, I was today years old when I found out that Spelman College was named after Rockefeller's wife. Oh shit! <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, it don't say nothing about John D. Rockefeller. By the way, yeah, yeah, it don't say nothing about uh where he went to school or if he went to college. But either way, that is interesting because yeah. I had never heard that. Um, yeah, that's oh here was Drumline based on Dallas Austin. Uh, blah blah blah. Dallas Austin says him and Kim Porter. Inspired the movie Drumline. Uh oh, Kim and Zoe. <laughs> oh, I think that's where he. Uh, think that's what he insinuating. Let me see. Um, and I forgot. Like they Damn. went to prom together and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe she was fucking Zoe. Um, yep. His relationship with the model Kim Porter inspired the young love depicted by Nick Cannon and Zoe Saldana in the movie Drumline. Oh, shit, I was right about. Interesting. We were inseparable. I feel like a part of my soul was taken away when Kim died. Most people don't know that Zoe Saldana played the role of Kim in Drumline, as Nick Cannon played mm. my character. Me and Kim saw Purple Rain 15 times in the theater. If you knew her, you knew a strong, beautiful, smiling gangster angel. All right. Um, I send prayers out to the kids and my brother Diddy. All right, cool. We're going to get out of that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go get away from that right now Ooh, shit. Not even saying that man that, Yo you know what fucked me up man uh, Last night when him and Keisha Cole came on I was listening to one of my playlists or something People know like it's one of my all time favorite songs dog. Oh that last night Yeah and you get it. And I love that fucking song Always have dog That shit is like for me that's like R&B what we do man Like I really fucking love that song <laughs> nigga. And it came on The other day and I felt the way bro And I, I didn't like the feeling That I had so fuck you Sean for ruining something That's been so great to me for all these years I really don't fucking like that Um. Anyway Bass Reeves <sighs> Rob asked you ain't had to kill a man. Dog. Did he have to murder dog? Nah. Rob, I'm gonna answer that simply. No, he didn't. Dog was like, "Here go my boots. Go ahead, turn them shits in." So I thought them was old girl boots. Like I thought he was saying you could still get your money, just ain't gonna get as much because I let her go and get the fuck home. No, I think that was his boots. But either way, because like, 
he didn't have to shoot dog because all he had to do was arrest him. <laughs> like, it was you and your posse, man. Put this nigga in cuffs, throw him in the back of that thing, and go back. Well, too many people keep telling me I'm an Uncle Tom. Well, let me, sorry. Too many people keep telling me that I'm a, um. Shit, back then, they knew who Uncle Tom was. It was like, well, like, like if you ever Uncle Tom? But if you ever read the book Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. Uncle Tom was the good guy. Yeah. And Sambo mm-hmm. was, was the bad the, guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm not Sambo, but we use those anyway. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm not the bad guy here, but he was like, you've been taking direction all your life. And now you're taking that direction from that white man. Yeah. And this and that. And like all that shit, people keep saying that to him. Old boy in his ear saying you a you a wolf. Like I'm a wolf. It's just too much. He was, he was having, if anybody can claim mental health issues, Oh, for sure. Fam, I've been through trauma, dog. Man, y'all Look don't my, know trauma like I do. Think about it. I grew up in captivity. Yeah. Beat the whole nine yards. When he was telling his story to my man, he was like, I was told I was in a good home and everything, but mm-hmm. yo, dude gave me to his son. Man. And that nigga was cruel. Man. So that motherfucker, um, I was... I wouldn't say that he was a, a violent man. Like he was good. He was decent. And then he gave me to his cruel ass son, dog. And the motherfucker You wasn't cruel to me directly, but you indirectly gave me to a cruel person. And then when I'm thinking about all this, and that's kind of when he turned the story on to Donald uh Sutherland, all y'all motherfuckers own people, dog. Like yeah. None of I, you know how fucked up your mind gotta be to think that a motherfucker who's holding you in captivity isn't cruel. But like I am I mistaken, or did he allude to the fact that the son had me out here killing people? So he did say I learned how to shoot. I learned my gun from George Reeves, motherfucker. <laughs> like, or no, nah, he learned his gun from William the dad. So I've been new. Yeah, but I I felt like he alluded to the fact like I was doing some crazy shit with the with the like, I don't know that even though he had the whips on his back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that all his cruelty came from be beaten. Yeah. But like when I was in the war fighting for him, I probably had to murder a lot of people for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, so I was traumatized. I just said I never even knew my father. Yeah. They bring him around here. I, I do remember my mama getting dressed up once a year, the whole nine yards, like all that trauma and everything. Murdering everything, you yeah. get beat. Then you get out, run for your life. Yep. Your son get killed. Yep. Then you a police officer. Yep. Who also out here killing and locking up people. If anybody want to give me, yeah, yo, I snapped because of trauma and everything. Uh, this, the, I'm believing you. And a lot of the people that you're having to lock up and or potentially kill if they try to get away or commit another act of violence when you try to arrest them. If they try to survive. Are black. A lot of them are black. Black um, or Native American. Or Native American. People who are not doing great in this country widely. They even black or native to the land. So, facts. Because um, it wasn't America. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just ours, motherfucker. Um, but... When you think about it from that angle, right, when when Anthony Hamilton comes out and tells him, yo, you was going to put that old black lady in that white man's noose? Fam, my head is already fucked up about everything that I do because I'm also 
through all this trauma and all these things that I'm, these experiences I'm going through, I'm also starting to see myself in the exact type of motherfucker I hate in Esau Pierce. I see me in him. I, what the fuck am I doing that I'm even kind of similar to this evil motherfucker over here? Even his wife was saying like he has a, a, a ideal of what justice is. Yeah. And like he loved that more than he more loved than me, anything. More than them kids. And it's like, I th- he has like a sense of duty to it, yeah. And like, you know, that's how I see the world because of what happened to me. Since this was so wrong, I have to right, yeah, the wrongs of the world. And the best way I know how to do it is because well, he broke a rule, yeah. So let me go, let me go catch the rule breaker. Yep. And I also think his um his sense of kind of loyalty to the law is slightly coming from the fact that both of his masters were. Not only military men, but politicians. Think about this. Some people hold on to the Bible, mm-hmm. hold on to they insert whatever their faith is, because if I don't have this, I'm going to go insane. Yeah. That's why um, for certain people, if I don't have the same religious belief as a person, mm-hmm. if I'm not, let me give you all some advice. If you're not ready to replace their spiritual connection with something else, do not shake their faith. Yeah. You jump in yeah. here with a with some factoid that you learned on the internet and shatter their whole world and tell them whatever they used to believe in not true. Yeah. And you don't replace it with nothing, you left that person in a worse state. Man. And if even if you think you know what you're talking about, if you're not ready to fully have that conversation, fully flush it out and say, hey, now this is incorrect, but this is the way that you should go, and this yeah. is how you should go. Why don't you come with me, and we can block? If you're not ready to do that, you can't have certain conversations with certain people because you're gonna rock somebody's faith. Yeah, and then, and that's what they're doing to him right now, yeah. right? Telling him like, "Listen, hey, you wrong, you bro. wrong. Yep. You shouldn't be doing these things." Like, well, this is what I've been clinging on. To have some sense of sanity. Yeah. So once you remove that from me, which they have done, yeah. now look at me. I'm out here shooting a black man in the neck. And you know what's wild, man? You you kind of take that thought a little further, you know, just with his faith and his religion and what he believes in and, you know, kind of what he's hanging on to. Bro, every night I refer to a Bible I can't read. I'm literally taking the words that somebody spoke to me. While I was in captivity that I remembered said, hey, I can recite every word in this motherfucker. Can't read one of them. God damn, dog. But to your point, if I got that level of faith that I believe everything in this book that I cannot read. Don't come tell me I'm wrong because I'm tying my faith into what I believe justice is. Right. The end of the day, you commit a crime. You doing something wrong. You do something wrong. Just like the good book say it's punishable. You know what I'm saying? Depending on what you do. Right. Um. Even says, yo, it ain't necessarily up to me to decide who lives and who dies. Told old girl, hey, the court, court. the court going to do that. But when y'all motherfuckers do some shit, it also and I got to make a decision. Hey, it seemed like just the judge is making the decisions. So, you know, what's funny. I thought that up until we saw Bass in court and then he says the jury, the judge specifically said the jury I thought like, he said, I found you not guilty. Yeah, no, he said, mm. the jury found you. And I was like, when they get a jury, motherfucker. Where they at? <laughs> Where the 12, Wh- nigga? Who the peers? 
I don't know twelve. It's it's clearly not a black person. Y'all, we not even we not even nah, humans. Oh, they ain't add the Pierce part in yet. That ain't in because yeah, that's a fact. They ain't go get uh. We uh, can't vote. We not, we not even nah, humans. They ain't go get uh unique brother and say hey, come be a juror real quick. Dog would have been like guilty as fuck. Yo man, um, speaking of that, so apparently dog had to end the affair. <laughs> Like, because she told him, or asked him, rather, yo, how you want to fucking, like, build up and do all this shit for black people, but your own house ain't in order? <laughs> Bitch, why you acting like you just learned you was cheating with me? He was like, yo, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yo, he was the first nigga to go, real talk? <laughs> real talk? You can get the fuck out this hotel. <laughs> yo, if you are going across the country, right? Trying to convince black people in this certain region that we're going to build this whole area for black folks. This is just what I would advise. Don't do it with your mistress. Dog. Ain't that what Idris Elba was trying to do in uh, the movie? With, with Jenny King. In The Wire? The Western, though. <laughs> oh, in uh, uh, Heart of They Fall? Yeah. He was trying to build his own town. But he was yeah. going about it like a particular way. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember he had this noble cause, but mm -hmm. he was. I, hey, I got to blast you. Though. Yeah. I, I, we, or we, rob you we, or rob, both. We taking all this money. Got to get that gonna money. We're going to take over yeah. the town. Yeah. Be like, y'all, y'all, y'all with the reconstruct. Y'all yeah. with us in this yeah. town. Now you gang. Yeah. That's kind of how the Crips built. Like, like, hey, nigga. I mean, that's, it, it, that's how America was built. Fucking. <laughs> Uh, what's his name was running around with Tookie and they was fighting niggas. And once we beat you up, y'all was Crips now, nigga. Like we took your block, and now it's mad Crips. Hey man. Um, but no, I uh I laughed at old girl thinking like, yo, let me ask this nigga why he think he can build. Cause I guess in her mind, she like if you build a town for black people and I move into it. I got to see you with your wife every day, nigga. Like, that ain't smooth, dog. But dog, hey, he got her the fuck on and sent her back to Bass Reeves' house. If I'm Bass Reeves' wife, though, if I'm Jenny, why you come here? Like, where was you living before you start moving around with dog? Yeah, well, y'all was, was standing in the Cause, end? Because we got freed mad years ago, and I'm pretty sure you ain't just meet dog like the next day and hit the road, nigga. Like, where, where you know me from, actually? They was on the same plantation. Oh. Yeah, they mentioned that like when she seen her in the church. Because so, this week, there's no we go way back. I'm like, nigga, you was born in the same week. <laughs> like we were from the same town. Like, what you mean y'all go way back? They was though. <laughs> like, like, yo, all right, man, we, going way back with a slave. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just talk like, yo, we but we moved over here from Chicago. Like now we just, <laughs> nigga, it's where I go. <laughs> Like, you got a car? <laughs> like, where you get a car from? But it's wild, because I'm looking at old girl like, dog, all right, y'all got free, you know what, however many years, years ago that ago. was. 15 years ago, y'all got free. Y'all ain't seen each other since y'all left the plantation, right? Side note. It's, it's only been 16 years, right? Yeah. Why? How you old already? Shit, look at what he do. Stress. It's like being like, the president. The daughter was the first kid. Yeah. So she not grown grown yet. It's like four terms as president. You seen what it did to Barack here. Nigga. How old was she? She was 14 when she was, he was like, when mom was like, yo, leave her alone. Yeah. And then it, we did a two year time jump. Yeah. So she only 16. Yeah. 
So you've been 16 years removed. Mom told her big old, don't think you too old to get a whooping. That girl will beat you. I don't really know. Remember when she was out there pregnant with the with the rifle with the pregnant, wolves. Pregnant with the bland blue. <laughs> yeah, I was legit going to say that. <laughs> she was pregnant with the bland blue. Oh, man. Shout um, out to Lamont. <laughs> yo, man. Yo, that was a really great episode we recorded on Rap Share earlier this yeah. week. Actually, both of them episodes were really fire. But that fucking rap shit was, yo, man. I hope Lamont just wins. I can't, I can't wait till tomorrow's rap shit episode. Um, yo, the little white girl came through on some scary movie shit when she hit the porch. She say, "Is this a Reeves residence?" I'm like, yeah. Is Bass here? Who this fuck? <laughs> Jenny like, like <laughs> who this fuck? <laughs> Jenny like. Uh, Mr. Reeves ain't here. Something I can help you with? Like, is uh, is Sally here? She like, oh, you want to wait right here while I fetch her? I got to go now. <laughs> I was like, yo, this little girl evil, dog. Like, what, what intrigues me, man, is remember when Bass Reeves played like a drunk liquor person and Went to that white lady house and and, and uh, arrested the two sons. Yep, yep. That got hung a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. When he approached the house, she was very, "Who the fuck is you? Yeah, why you here? Yeah, asking questions and like, we we are like really cautious because it ain't no law and order out here. Yeah, right. Why you just freely like, tell literally me? anybody could run up. Now you a woman, mm-hmm. and during this time frame, yeah, you don't got rights. You don't got nothing. Yeah, you got a a a, a you got a, a, a old ass rifle, a double barrel. Yeah. You got two shots in that motherfucker. Literally, somebody walks up and wants to know if your husband, who'd be going at months at a time, is here. Yeah, why are you telling information? But it's wild though, right? To a little because at the kid. same time. Like you think back to last week when uh when the daughter little boyfriend said, Yeah, I'm moving, nigga, I'm going back to my town or whatever the fuck he told her, like, I'm getting the fuck on. Said my last name ain't Reeves. So you would imagine, all right, motherfuckers and every bar w- bass walk into, motherfuckers know who he is, nigga. And if they don't, they see the badge and be like, Oh, you bass Reeves. So his name ring bells. So when the little white girl walk up to the porch and ask, yo, is this the Reeves residence? Is Bass home? Maybe in the mama mind, she like, oh, this is just a fan. Like, she heard about my husband. But you got to think about. Like, first and foremost, it's been 15 years since she was captive. Facts. A little white girl, there's a there's an older white man or woman right behind. Like, come on. Some of this is just common sense. And But I don't know how much common it is back then. And that's, that's the other thing, too, right? So they didn't necessarily do anything. They scared them. Right. Um, they literally put a scarecrow in the field. Yo, the amount of entendres behind scarecrow watching this show, crazy. Um, but they put the scarecrow in the field and set it on fire. <laughs> These niggas got an upstairs dog. Yeah. No, no, no. In a that, nice house. That's in them rich as fuck. All right. That nigga making seven hundred a person around this motherfucker, dog. I know niggas right now that who got seven hundred dollars. Like, shit, you give me seven hundred. You potting with one, nigga. <laughs> like I mean, this bitch fighting for my fucking life. Uh, but no, they, it's like, I watched that scene where they put the scarecrow in the field and set it on fire. 
And we didn't see him do it. We just saw it out there. And the kids, oh, my God, Mom. And then everybody ran upstairs. I would have loved for them to show a little bit more around the that. The worst place to run when your house, your wooden house is going to be on fire, by the way. Yeah, don't go up. <laughs> but also, don't run out in the field. Because now I'm thinking, in my mind, I'm like, damn, dog, just told the story about that field getting set on fire with all the slaves in it. I'm like. <laughs> and Bass Reeves still got the same shotgun he's been yeah. from his master. Yeah. Fam, you need to get, that's a little repeating uh, rifle. What other guns you got? Because you need some at the crib. This my rifle. This my gun. I don't understand. I, me personally, yeah. I don't know that I could. Well, I couldn't leave my wife and all them kids alone the whole lot time. Of kids to just dip and be black in a racist country that barely freed people. Now, granted, you in Texas, facts, which is his own, his own, own universe. Yeah, I went down the the cinco peso. Rabbit hole, because I'm like, what the fuck is a cinco peso? Yeah, I'd never heard of that till dog said it. Um, I've heard the word cinco and peso. Ba- basically, it's uh, a Mexican five dollar nickel, yeah, oh. nickel joint, right? Okay. Because to make the badge out of, because you couldn't destroy American currency because that was against mm. the law, um, and it had to be something that was shiny. So you know, initially they had a piece of paper. Okay. Um, but like when you in a shootout or you roll it up on somebody trying to arrest, niggas ain't really trying to wait till you unfold a piece of paper and be like, Hey, yeah, I'm a um I'm showing you this. Yeah, you be dead by then. So yeah. they got that single peso and they made them, it's shiny, it's a it's uniform, got so you. to speak, and it wasn't illegal for you to destroy the currency because <laughs> fuck Mexico apparently. Um Texas stay doing shit different, bro. Uh yeah, but I didn't look then I looked at all the different uh iterations of those different things or whatever. So so I know you are in state all the time. But it's oh, a giant shit. fucking state. The first badge ever was on a Texas Ranger. Yeah. Like it's linked to Ranger Leander McNelly. Yeah, that's the name I saw. Who was a member of the Special Force of the Texas Rangers established in eighteen seventy five. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um interesting. Wow. Didn't you heard KRS run. Police officer, overseer, officer, overseer, overseer. Then he mm, do all that shit to mm-hmm. officer. Yeah. KRS one be really dope, but he also like really annoying. Yeah. Like that's that's like like you're actually like an insanely good rapper. But you're also you really annoy me. <laughs> like, did you see that one video of dog rapping for KRS One over the, the summer? Numbers, yeah, and yeah, yeah, that was hard. I was like, this nigga has met his doppelganger. No, it's, no, it's, like really, Spider Man going like this. So what's funny? Both of them niggas uh, be out on Woodward every day. <laughs> did I ever send you the thing about KRS One about the rock star? I don't think so. No. Oh, I gotta send you that. I watch. I. I it's a YouTube clip. I probably. Watch this shit once or twice a week. Okay. It's that deep. Okay. And it, it really helped me put a lot of things in life in perspective. Give you some perspective. Okay. Because I'm, I'm like, hmm, rock star. Yeah. And especially coming off the back of where we was at yesterday. Yeah. yeah it yeah. really put stuff in perspective and make you see that transition. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, send me that. I'm going to check that out. Um, it's talk. not rapping either. It's just him yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, he's really smart and and really just well-read, dog. Yeah, that's like, it. That's, that's what it is, man. Like, you you know a lot of stuff, man. And, like, it's people like that. I like to hear them talk on certain things just because, again, the perspective that you can get from it, even whether I actually 
believe or whatever you saying is a whole different topic. Or do I believe like, it? Yeah, perspective is a motherfucker though. Um, yo, man, you think Bass Reeves gonna kill that man next week? Yes. Think that's gonna be the end of this iteration. I think Bass Reeves getting shot next week too, because. Mm. That's how that that's how TV works. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get shot. We gotta make it seem like yeah. you're not gonna make it type shit. Yeah. Um, but he's he's out of here for sure. Or knowing Baz Reeves, that nigga might arrest him. Facts. On some letter of the law. Like he yeah. might arrest him and give him his day in court. Yeah. That's what Baz Reeves like to do. Um, one thing I did want to point out, Rob made mention of it on his voice note, and I have to say it. Uh Yes, the scene with Donald Sutherland and David Oyelowo was brilliant. It was great. It was marvelously acted. It was paced well. It was great. I loved both of their monologues. But Donald Sutherland put a body bag on that monologue, dog. He did. He really killed. Dog, I just was sitting there in awe of how good of a fucking actor he is. And that's to take nothing away from David Oyelowo because he bodied his monologue too. Um, And his was interesting. Because they both told these stories of their childhood or their upbringing, right? Um, and David Yellow killed it. He did great. I love the way that he tied all of that shit into being raised by these two, you know, quote, different slave owners, but really exactly the same as we both own people. Um, but Donald Sutherland, dog, I mean, he just, Kiefer, as good of a fucking actor as you are, nigga, and as great as some of the shit you've been a part of has been, yo, pops be bodying you, dog. Like, shit. That, it was just, it was really good. Um, I'm really glad that they let Donald Sutherland act. Because up to this point, we've only seen him in, like, these very small courtroom scenes and yeah. shit. Other than that, we hadn't seen him really say nothing since episode two when he first hired Baz to start doing this shit. Um, also... I I just in general I love the dialogue scenes. I yeah, I yeah. want to call them a monologue, but it's not. But like, yeah, when it's two people playing off each other yeah. for an extended amount of time, yeah. man, I just that nigga love spoke that. for a minute and a half, and then David Yellowwolf spoke for a minute and a half. So it's like these are two monologues, but they was talking to each other. And I feel like so he got everything he had out yep, right. Yep. And I almost felt like David Yellowwolf. Was basically given a boardwalk empire chalky white mm. speech mm. about my daddy's tools. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? How that yeah. conversation happened. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting this conversation. Yeah. And then as it as it went longer, pause, it got more like, oh, dude kind of sound like he getting angry. Yeah. And he was like, So, how much time we getting? Because I ain't been doing this shit by myself. myself, nigga. Like you, we both going down there. How bro. much time you giving us? And then that's when. And what was wild when he was talking to your point about kind of his voice starting to take that angry turn, right? Like you heard the cadence get angrier, get a little more aggressive. Look at Donald Sutherland's face. He kind of like started looking up, man. Like, and like them eyes got teary. Like it was almost like again to the same trauma that that uh, Bass Reeves is having as he realizes. I'm not much different than this nigga I think is evil and I hate. Donald Sutherland realizing I'm not much different than the motherfuckers I'm punishing, dog. And I'm so much different than you. Man. Now, me and my wife can come over to your crib and we acting like you thinking that me and you on the same level and everything is all good. Nigga, we 15 years removed. Come on, man. Like, we 15 years removed. I had a bunch of yous 
I had a whole field of use. Matter of fact, <laughs> we not 15 years removed. Nigga, I escaped before we was free. Yeah. I'm 15 years removed from captivity. I don't know when the official. Yeah. Officially, we like 13 years. Because that was like 1863 mm-hmm. when he was running and everything. Like 1862, 1863, 1865 is when it was over, right? Yeah. Yep. So, like, we not even 15 years removed. I am 15 years removed. Facts. But we not. So, how you think me and you just chilling and, like, everything all good? Yeah. It's not like that, fam. I would even slightly understand if this was like the next generation. Yep. And this person wasn't enslaved. I didn't have no slave owner. I mean, no no slaves myself. So we quote unquote equal. We not. Yeah. But them, this was. I've been out of high school longer than <laughs> I graduated in two thousand. So I've been out of high school twenty three years. It's yeah. not even that long. Right. <laughs> like damn. You've been out of high school longer than he been out of slavery. 21 out here. That's crazy. That's crazy, yeah. So, no, we, we, and I remember shit from high school vividly. 100%. You feel me? So, like, imagine if all four of your high school years was just traumatic as fuck. Every single day for four straight years. Mind you, he went through trauma way more than that. I told you what happened on the first day of 12th grade. I mean, (laughs) yo, man. Yo, I seen a hit like that. Uh, What's going on? And that wasn't at school, by the way. That was on the block. Uh, but it was Getting that story day. together. <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, first day of school was like a half day. Same <laughs> niggas that got YSL finna be at J Door. <laughs> like, sir, we about to refer to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the thing. Oh, man. Niggas, somebody's going to prison off some shit they said on the pod. Man. For sure. One of us could be the first one. <laughs> I'm also putting Dame in the mix. Oh, for sure. Dame. Dame first. Our actually. very first episode, Dame talking about beating up a girl in Motor City Casino. A beating Yo. up a butch in Motor Yo. City Casino. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out like, to Dame. Me man. came out the came out the gate with Never mind. <laughs> Yo, man. Now nah, between Shop Talk and uh Dame After Dark. Man. It's been some stories told that could put my nigga in front of the YSL judge. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, Kim Worthy, young, gifted under. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I was finna young, hum- <laughs> something gifted under God. Oh man, truly humble, truly under God. humble under God. Thug, they nigga. said was slap man. They was like, nah, I got an acronym for uh, alter- <laughs> like what? I got an acronym for every bump on your face. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Hey, man, uh, Bass Reeves, phenomenal fucking episode. So, uh, what's that? It? White girl come to the door, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That she, shit was really creepy. Did she immediately be like, what's her girl name? Sally. Sally? Like, how you fucking know that? <laughs> I'm like, yo, Bass Reeves here? No, nah, is Sally here? You want to wait right here while I fetch her? Sally, come downstairs. Mom, like, I got white people looking for me. Like, Shut why didn't you say something? Off top. When I open the door, how can I help you? If you follow how can I help you up with, hey, is your husband home? Is your daddy, your daughter home? Wait a minute. Where are your parents at? I'm waiting you on you to for? tell me how I can help you. I don't care how my, my husband can't help you. My daughter can't help you. How can I help you? But also, like, um, Sally, why ain't you tell nobody nothing? You should have said something that night of, right? Yeah, yeah. 
but you didn't for whatever reason. You ain't want to get in trouble because you whatever, right? But you one hundred percent should have said something when dog was in the field staring at you and my other children. Nigga. Big facts. You st- then your pops came home. Fam, hey dad, leave one. See of the that gu- white boy right there. Leave one of the guns. And we also have not seen. So this is a conflicting story, by the way. Okay. Um, she keeps saying, "Yo, my dad didn't teach us to be this way." Yeah. Right. Uh, this is what my dad would, have, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah you re- you right about that." I thought he wasn't home enough to be a father. Well, she the only one he kind of know. It's the rest of y'all niggas. <laughs> Fuck is you? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm Bass Junior. Oh like, shit! So I I, I come. Yeah. I haven't not been there at all because yeah. I've been here enough to 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 teach something. She something. said when he home now, he ain't nothing more than a shadow on the floorboard. I said, "Well, bitch, I'm finna stay gone then," because. And what she said, but I'm, I'm doing my duty. And then, little horny best friend, how y'all deal with uh, with what? Um, the miles in between. Sit your little horny at. That's why you was a fucking mistress now. Miles in between. You see these five kids, nigga? I'm always pregnant. No, nigga, they had 12. What? In real life. Jesus. I don't know how many they've shown in that house. They had 12 in real life. Damn, y'all can make a time. You can make a condom. Connor's been around since the the the, the, the BCs. Nah, Connor's for slaves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's crazy. Y'all got enough lamb around yeah. this motherfucker. Nah, they was making condoms to keep from <laughs> trying to keep us from producing. Planned Parenthood. Man, that's where it started. On Margaret. The, come on, man. Out Margaret the field. Sanger. They was out in the field trying to keep us from fucking. Putting out more black kings and queens, man. Yo, the shit they didn't they didn't deal with us with anyway. They didn't they didn't run a number. They didn't did a number on us, fam. They didn't did a number on us. Now they didn't did a number on us. They did a number on us so bad that we think having forty million dollars to hoop is slavery, <laughs> bro. And, and no, I don't want to say this. Yeah, man, they didn't did a number on us. And it's fucked up because that was a decent book. Forty million dollar slave joint was alright, but man, it's a it's a clickbait title. Because that's what it was. Like the book was good, but you you roped in, the, you made it salacious. Yeah, you had to do the. You salacious gotta do what you title. gotta do, and I get it because that's how you get the attention. I did a clickbait title this week on YouTube. That shit worked like a motherfucker. I was just bullshitting around. Like I Man. bet you watch watch this happen. Man. It happened. Yeah, shit. You remember, nigga? We talking about clickbait. You remember we almost put the Patreon. That was finna be on OnlyFans. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like we really thought about it. Like, yo, we'll pot over there just to get y'all motherfuckers to think, like, yo, what they doing over here, dog? <laughs> and then you get over there and it's regular old pot. <laughs> and I don't really hate what y'all did to OnlyFans. Yo, man, because OnlyFans was Patreon before Patreon existed. But then the, the sex workers went over there because OnlyFans was supposed to be a spot for like. Yo, this is where your true fans go. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be nasty time. Nah. Which is why there ain't no place where you can scroll like an Instagram and see what's there. It's really only for fans. Yeah. But y'all made that shit nasty time. So now if you tell somebody you got OnlyFans, it's nasty time. OnlyFans is an internet content subscription service based in London, United Kingdom. The service is used primarily by sex workers who produce pornography. But it also hosts content creators such as physical fitness experts and musicians. That's fucked up because that did not fucking get created to be a damn whorehouse. Y'all niggas is literally over there hoeing. 
Uh, you know what's so funny about it being a digital whorehouse? Hmm. Melissa Ford got an OnlyFans page. Yeah. It's wild. Yo, this is a wild statement. In August, and I remember this moment, in August of 2021, a campaign to investigate OnlyFans began uh, in the United States Congress, and it was reported that from October of 2021 onward, OnlyFans would no longer allow sexually explicit material. Due to pressure from banks that OnlyFans used for user payments... However, this decision was reversed six days later due to backlash from users and creators. Y'all was mad them niggas said y'all got to stop hoeing, bro. Also, if I was the bank, uh, I'd be mad too. You know how much money is going through these accounts? Man, man. It's shit. You know what? Uh, Cash Dow just announced she about to have OnlyFans. Oh, man. I've never purchased one before. She about to be a, However, uh, she about to be a $20 a month slave. Yeah. Cause ain't no ain't gonna be nothing on that motherfucker. That's how. Uh, so I've had this combo before. Um, cause I've I've seen some OnlyFans pages from people who like, oh shit, I wonder how they giving it up. And then you see, cause you know they all had a leaks and all that. And then you go in there, it's like, oh shit, she's not showing shit. That looked like her Instagram. But you already paid. Yeah, and yeah, now you stuck. It's twenty dollars. I mean, you only pay one month, but obviously yeah. twenty dollars a pop from a yeah. hundred thousand of you. But niggas. then. And I just noticed because I'm subscribed to a lot of like shit in general, dog, like subscription service type shit. You'll forget about that renewal. They'll up it and then renew your shit on the up price. Uh, talking to you, Netflix and HBO Max and Hulu slash Disney. Um, they'll send an email that you're not going to pay attention to to tell you we upping it. But then that up a hit out of nowhere, nigga, because something getting upped in January that just got up like five months ago, and I'm forgetting what it was, bro. Yo, shout out to the the pirating sites because I got rid of Netflix, and I that's twenty two dollars I didn't spend this month. Man, and, um, I've watched everything I was gonna watch. It's fucked up too. Kevin Hart them shit dropped today. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow? Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's Thursday. It's the fourteenth. Um, actually, you know what? Let me verify that. Cause I feel like I saw Thursday, but I've been seeing shit like Bass Reeves. Um, so their shit drops. Kevin Hart. All right, you do too much shit. This nigga got Grand Coromino shit. Oh, December twelfth. So that was yesterday. So we late, late. All right, uh, we gonna get in here with this sometime in the next week or so. Um, yo, we got Kevin Hart shit. We got. The finale. Oh no, that won't be the finale of rap shit next week. That'll be episode seven. Uh, but guess what? Too. What's that? Shit in Jay Ward. The shot coming back. That shit come back that fast. Remember it was that we went. Remember they got they got greenlit for autumn seasons. And they yeah, just yeah, took yeah. a half season break. Yeah, I knew they did the half season because they ain't finished filming. Let me see. Yeah, I remember because that. Because after that, next season isn't going to drop until. January like of 2025, yeah. And I'm like, that's probably going to be a year after they, um, the second half of this season. I would just say part two returns in 24. Um, yo, if the shy come back in January, that'll be dope. Because yeah. um, it was actually a decent season so yeah. far um, for I the first half. It was coming back in January. Yeah, so yeah. don't hold it. Yeah, that. we know uh, post strike, niggas will push shit just to fucking edit. Um, Yo, somebody randomly hit me. Uh, wasn't too long ago. Like, you think Kev from the shot gonna stay gone? <laughs> and I was like, 
depending on what's going on out here, he, man. Because well, he, he already said on his his Twitter that he was out of here. So. It, well, here's the thing, though. He picked a bad time to quit. Couldn't make shit <laughs> like. Like when it was out, like when his shit, I don't know how much he got done before the strike and all that, but when we saw that it was his last episode of the shy, we was heavy in the middle of the strike. Well, I don't know that he quit. No, I'm talking about on the shy. Oh, you said, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. I mean, he could have just been written on the show. I don't know what. Yeah. Well, no, his statement was, nigga, I want to go do some other shit. <laughs> Tired of being Kevin, nigga. Which I understand that too after six yeah. seasons, bro. I still wish they would have found a way for him to do the whole season, but and that nigga that, said, oh, y'all got 16? I'm not doing all that, bro. And whatever, when that movie, whenever we get to watch that movie. Um, Fam, it's like that movie don't exist. That shit like the Sinbad movie, bro. It's on Fandango by name only. Dog, let me, matter of fact. When you look on Fandango, you can find the name of the movie and everything, but not uh, playing here anywhere. Is it Hibbert? Yeah, Alex Hibbert. I just want to see the name of that shit. Story Av. With him and dog, theaters September 29th, and it never hit a digital anything, bro. Like, that's crazy. I'm about to check Apple right now for Story Ave. Oh, it's up. Well, see if it's up. Oh, sure. yeah. Yeah, buy a rent. Okay. Okay. $12.99, so, I might cost. Ah, uh, that description got too long. Nigga, I was finna read that shit. This shit got, they told me the whole damn plot. And it's an hour 46, so I just ain't no... Short at because you know some of them independent need, films would be fucking. I'll whatever, be honest, though. I, well, movies I need y'all to be two hours. Hour and forty six. That's right. three episodes. That's, eh, that's three. Eh. That's three insecures. Facts. Hey, did you? Uh, has Bass Reeves always been thirty five minutes? Or am I tripping? No, it was a short episode. It was very short. Like I, I was. It was around the forty two to forty eight mark. Like it okay, was a very short I, so I'm not tripping. Okay, because I'm like uh. Yeah. That went off uncharacteristically quick. Hopefully next week is, uh, well, this week episode is like long episode. Yeah, I feel like for a finale, we should get a long form ep. Um, but, you know. I was so disappointed in Changeling. Oh, man. As I think about, think back on that, like, what 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 what, what was that shit? Man, I, I'm just disappointed to. It started off so good. How it turned, bro. Because through three episodes, I was so into that shit. And we had such high expectations too, dog. Like, they got me with a trailer. Y'all don't usually get me with a trailer. Like, I still will, like, have my, like, independent thought. But the changing you couldn't have told me wasn't going to be great, bro. Y'all had me in the first quarter. Whatever that nigga say. Had me at halftime in the first half. But Man, man. Hey, man. Uh, Really enjoyed Bass Reeves this week. Really enjoyed uh, this this podcast convo um yo i'm just i'm very uh very happy that we got this show kind of in between our normal shit um i would love for the content creators in the big studios to keep producing shit like this right like you think about Bass reeves a mayor of kingstown um shit even your honor uh because that kind of hit us like a ton of bricks when it dropped like i love these little surprises that kind of come out of nowhere and they're really good i think that's more reason why i got mad at the changeling because that should have been one of them things and then not only did it like start off great get really weird get even weirder and then end terribly yo 
Them niggas ended with the shortest episode of the season on the changeling. Now I have less hope in Bass Reeves that it's going to be 45 to an hour next week because I forgot changeling just did that to us. But that said, I do like when we get a nice unexpected show kind of right smack dab in the middle of us recording the Canaans and the Shies and the Power and all that type shit. Like, I do want to give a shout out to um, Billy, what's his name? Tonto. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Billy, uh, um, Billy Ho. It's Billy something. Yeah, um, it's definitely Billy something. Billy Paul, shit, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Yo. Uh, but when Baz Reed shot the nigga, he was like, all right, man, we got to get, get the story straight, bro. <laughs> I, I, I respect him for that. Even though he was looking at him like, no, what the fuck you doing, dog? Yeah. But, like, you still my man. Billy Crow. Billy Crow. See, I was almost there. Billy Ho. Yeah, Billy um, he was like. So, that nigga name Baz, in real life is Forrest Good Luck. Billy Crow. Yeah, Billy Crow. Um, He definitely jumped right in and said, yo, let's figure out what we going to tell them folks because I got your back, my nigga. But I also didn't like that he wasn't immediately like, because I, when I watched it a second time, because uh, Rob kind of said it with that little hesitation, like, I think he had a gun on him. He did, and Billy threw it away when he walked over to him to the body. First thing he did, like every cop. Well, he had a gun on him, but he just showed it. Yeah. He ain't like. But no, he had it out. Like Billy, literally, when he runs over to the body, yeah, yeah, yeah. he grabbed it out of his hand and tossed that bitch. Like, because he, he was finna do some dumb shit. Even if you wasn't gonna shoot on Bass or shoot at Bass, you was playing. Like, Bass, quit playing, bro. But Bass just—he didn't try to kill him. No, no. Because for all intents and purposes, everybody say he ain't never missed a shot. Yeah, yeah. So he tried to graze his neck like Billy, but dog might have like move an inch, nigga, lose your shit. Hey man, Bass Reeves, fucking with you. Don't let me down with this finale. Y'all have built up this Esau Pierce slash Sundown beef so much that this has to be a great episode. I don't need no anticlimactic killing either. Yeah, yeah. And if it goes like how I predicted early in the season that this is a one and done miniseries type shit. No time for anti-climactic shit at all. Like, let's kill motherfuckers and kill them dead, nigga. And let's do it the right way. Bullet in the middle of the forehead, dude. Come on, motherfucker. Um, yo, man, they got to figure out a way to bring back uh, Issa Daddy. He was just great on here. Or maybe you should shoot him in his chest just like you shot my son. Oh, shoot that nigga in the badge. Oh, how you like how he, uh, he told his wife? <laughs> yo, you said a teardrop on her? Yeah. That, that Denzel tear? He just knew she was up. By the way. He just started talking. Like didn't even know if she was or not. That like, nigga just uh, said, "Look, here go my story." Before I got back with you, I yeah, I had a son, mom. I had a, a kid. I loved him. She didn't even son. ask him like about that nigga. And uh, I'm about to go find a man and killed him. And I almost boom. feel like that. Close the door on once that he. I almost feel, and no one said this, but I feel like she feels. Once he does that, he can go back to normal and he's yeah. gonna stop all this other shit. And I also feel that she thinks he might not come back. So I think that she cried specifically because of right there what you said. Or the version She don't think he's coming back. Or the version of him that comes back may be totally gone now. Yeah. Cause so. here's the thing, right? He can also go and try because clearly when he told that story for her. I just learned the thing that's making you change every time you come back. Like, now I'm kind of learning what really had you fucked up. 
Because you've been a different nigga ever since you've been doing this. But now I'm learning why, dog. And that was the thing that fucking did you. Because you like, hey, before I came back to you, because we had a kid and then I left and went to the Indian Territory and was gone for a minute. Before I came back and married you and became a fucking thing, this little tragic, traumatic event happened. He killed my goddamn son. And now I got to go find him. I was gone about three years. Yeah. Take and like, you a good 10 months to have a baby. That baby looked like about one and a half. Yeah. So. So, like, that period, something wild happened to me. And I can't get that back till I kill this nigga. Yeah. And for her, it's like, to your point, hey, maybe you don't come back. And that saddens me. But also, maybe you come back and that last little piece of you gone. is gone, bro. Because now you a different nigga. And that wasn't his first wife. I mean, this is his first wife. So maybe he yeah, did yeah. come back yeah. different. Yeah, because he had another wife. So Unless she passed. That could have happened. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the white folks got her. She found a blanket? No, like burnt her shit down. No, I'm talking about on the, on the territory. They was out there handing out blankets. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. I'm really curious, though, man. I, I will say I would have loved a little bit more about him and the wife's dynamic because I will say their scenes together... I've never not enjoyed one, bro. I always like when him and the wife have a combo. Yeah, I don't. It don't feel like they love each other. Oh no, nah, no, nah. and not because they like they hate each other or anything nah, like that. I they've just, never I don't shown. Know you, nigga. They've never shown them besides episode one, maybe, and when he first oh, came early back, on, yeah, and that uh, was coming back from the war. Yeah, like they never shown them in a loving manner. But I also don't know that during that time frame there was enough time for love. Yeah, yeah, and. During that time frame, you can imagine love looked different yeah. than what we know or what we think we know in 2023. Because um, back then, shit, I might have loved you just because I fucked you. And they fucked a lot. So, hey, I love you off that. I Shit, falling in love in captivity is different. That sounds like a, a reality show. Bro, because real talk, think about that shit. Nigga, I fell in love with you because I out of necessity, motherfucker. We was on the same plantation. I ain't have choices, dog. Like, it was you or it was probably nobody. Real talk. And if you gave me a little bit of run back, I'm going with that, bro. A lot of people love you. And you showed me some love when we was both I've only in seen, the most unloving situation ever. I've also only seen 13 black women in my life. Come on, man. And <laughs> Girl, you're the most beautiful woman i ever seen. Come on. One of them was my grandma. One was my sister. One was my mama. Out of the 13 women I've ever seen. Yo, the first non-mama sister grandma that you see... You mine. I want you, and I got to have you. But she, she ain't made that nigga a sandwich to go yet, dog. And I'm a little upset with her at that. Because you copping too much attitude every time I leave this motherfucker. Even now, your little tear, you heard me tell my little story and walked out, and you ain't even say, like, Bass, wait, let me get you something to eat before you go out there looking for the murderer. Like, help me the fuck out. And she won't do it. So, you know. When he leaves her, can't be mad. Now I got a hold up. So I need to see. I know him and her had mad kids, but need to see when he fucking left Shorty. All right. So Nellie Jenny. Oh, she died. And then he remarried in 1900. So four years after she died. In what year? She died in 1896. He remarried in 1900. 
Nigga, it might be 1896 now. Yeah. So it might be a rap. Oh, what if she died while he gone? Come on, man. Oh. And they had oh, 11 1896? kids. 1896? Yeah. So it was like. They got married nah. in 1864. So they it ain't been 30 years because yeah, the daughter yeah, ain't yeah, that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, hey, man. That's all I got for y'all, dog. Bass Reeves, episode 352. We out.